I think it's key that that lyrics are integrated at the point of consumption of music because it yeah. really just enhances the experience so much more. And we see and hear from our clients that when they have a playlist that has the lyrics available or when when the lyrics are in a streaming service in general, that engagement really goes goes way up. You're listening to Music Growth Talks, the podcast for musicpreneurs with Andrew Apanov. Hello, everyone. Andrew Apanov here, and this is Music Growth Talks. I know it sounds like another show, probably. Uh, the audio quality may not be the best because this month I am in uh, uh, a busy and noisy Bangkok. Um, well, I was in Chiang Mai and then did uh, an ultra race afterwards, but currently staying in Bangkok and it wasn't exactly easy for me to find a quiet spot today. So, uh, pardon for that. I'll just keep the intro brief. I really hope that you'll enjoy my conversation with Daryl Ballantyne, the founder of Lyric Find, uh, a great company. I first met Daryl over 10 years, around 10 years ago at Medium. I think it was 2009, in fact, 10 years ago. And uh, uh, back then, it was this consumer-facing application. There were mentions uh, the, uh, the the history of Lyric Finds and um, and the pivot they made some years ago. It's uh, it's a really important uh, industry player, a really interesting company. And uh, I, I think that all of you songwriters out there, anyone working with uh, lyrics in one way or another will appreciate the insights here and will get some actionable tips about getting more out of your lyrics and uh, using it as a marketing tool and also earning money through your lyrics. So listen on my conversation with Daryl Ballantyne. Daryl, welcome to Music Growth Talks. I'm thrilled to have you on the show. Thanks. Happy to be here and uh, and glad to have been invited. I've, the first question I wanted to ask you really quickly, uh, it, it's about uh, the news I read just literally three days ago or so about a deal you closed uh, with uh, Capasso, if I'm not mistaken. Do you, do you mind telling me how it looks like because it's fresh at the time we're recording it? Sure. So uh, the Capasso deal covers 38 territories in Africa and gives us licensing for lyrics content there, a lot of the, the local content and international repertoire. So it really opens up a lot of new possibilities for us. Uh, Africa is a huge growth area for all parts of the industry. And we're really excited to be able to consolidate a lot of licensing through a single source, which obviously makes things much more efficient, but then uh, build up our team and our focus on the territory to earn more revenue for songwriters. Yeah, that's so for anyone listening to us in the area. Does it for oh, okay? So to clarify, for 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 songwriters, for artists, for example, does it mean anything in particular on a practical level? Well, it certainly means royalties for the use of their lyrics, and you know, being able to have the rights, and we pair that with our with our accounting system to track and record all the use of their their content across those thirty eight territories and get them paid for that. So. As long as the lyrics are in our system, so if you if you are from that area and listening, please feel free to send us your your lyrics so that we can get them into the system if we don't already have them. But it means that content will go out to all of our partners that are live in those territories, 
and we'll immediately start generating revenue for the songwriters for the use of their lyrics. And while we are on the topic, not that I wanted to get into, you know, so practical details right away, but uh, it's for anyone else, for for the, all the other territories you are covering, is it a similar model as well? Like, I do have questions to you about uh, about the background of what, what you do, but this is one of the things that the listeners who are songwriters are mostly interested in. They are they're listening to a new single on Spotify this off of their favorite band. They see that there is, you know, it's powered by the lyrics. They they can they, they see that they want the same for their music. Like is it something they can do directly for you or yeah, how just independent record labels or songwriters can use the platform? Oh for sure. So the best thing to do is to make sure that we have your lyrics because then if they're in our system, they get fed out to all of our partners in the territories that they're, that they're live and licensed. So that includes anyone from Deezer to Amazon and Pandora and Google and Microsoft and, and many, many, many others that are live around the world. So having them in our system means that they get used. If the lyrics don't exist in our database, then no revenue is generated. So that's a, that's a key step. And the second step is making sure that there is licensing. And obviously this deal with Capasso is certainly the broadest deal that we've ever done covering 38 countries. It's from a, from a territory scale. It's huge. And we have similar deals in other territories and we work directly with a number of publishers and aggregators. So even the publishers that we work directly with, we, st- we pay them for all the global usage, including these countries that are covered by Capasso, they're all paid directly. But as a publisher or a songwriter, you can go through our partners around around the globe, like Capasso, Afroamcos for Australia and New Zealand, HFA in the US, CSDEM in France, for example, and the, the list goes on and on. Or you can approach us and work with us directly to capture those royalties. But one thing that definitely to emphasize, we do have a large content team that creates lyric content, but they can only do so much. So if you're a smaller or medium-sized artist, it definitely helps to send us a copy of the lyrics to speed that process up and make sure that you start earning right away rather than waiting for us to create the lyric content. Makes sense. Uh, That's very good to know. Thank you for mentioning. And uh, we are, of course, linking to the website and uh yeah to to the contact form as well in the show notes uh so it's quite straightforward for anyone interested in that uh so that's good to know and yeah i i, I it's my bad i mentioned spotify but you don't necessarily work with them at this moment right uh, we do work with spotify actually but only in vietnam and thailand gotcha so it's less relevant from a territorial perspective yeah but i mean this 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 wall is so complicated and tricky with so many different territories and different different players and different legal aspects of of dealing with with each territory you're uh, working with something uh, incredibly sophisticated yet important for the music industry and you've been doing it since 2004 it's like it's that's just i don't know background sort of work that may not be seen or felt by many songwriters for example but it's incredibly important and in the things that, that, that you've done all the years. Yeah, maybe, maybe yeah. You, you, you mind sharing how, just a bit of a background, how it started and how you evolved into, um, how, how you built Lyric Find as, as, uh, as this powerhouse for licensing lyrics. Sure. We, I mean, we started with a plan to 
potentially do a, a consumer-facing website, but then uh, realized very quickly that it was a, a huge licensing nightmare to be able to get the rights for a, a regular Lyric website with thousands and thousands of publishers that are out there and shut down that idea, but then came back to it as an aggregator. And that was, so that was 2004, 2005, when we really started pushing the aggregation side of it and realizing that there was just no economies of scale for an individual service to handle all the licensing. So rather than having a a company need to do thousands and thousands of publishing deals and build up a database, a million or more, more lyrics that can't be provided with those licensing deals. We wanted to create a one-stop shop so that a music service or a website or any other source can come to us and do one deal and get all of the rights and all of the content that they need, all of the, the proper rights management, the royalty processing, payments, all that can be done in one spot so that it makes sense for people to implement lyrics in their service. And as a result, now lyrics are a core component of virtually every music service that is out there. And there is some level of implementation with all of them. Yeah. Uh, and it's generating meaningful revenue for, for songwriters, which is a, a core component of our goal. And I just wanted to add that how, how uh, important it is for the consumer as well. The fact that it's uh, a lot easier these days to, to, to consume lyrics while listening to a song, for example, or to find lyrics in an easy to, to, to see, read way. So this, this, this is important. It's, it's, it's not anything new necessarily. The ability to uh, find and read lyrics online, of course, but uh, the fact that it's been integrated more with other services, I think it's very important uh, for the industry and for listeners as well. Yeah, I think it's key that, that lyrics are integrated at the point of consumption of music because it yeah. really just enhances the experience so much more. And we see and hear from our clients that when they have a playlist that has the lyrics available or when, when the lyrics are in a streaming service in general, that engagement really goes, goes way up. And there's a lot more user satisfaction in the service and experience. Yeah. And another relevant example, you have it uh, listed on, on, on your website in the services, on the services page, the, uh, the, the fact that lyrics is like one of the top search uh, terms on, on search engines these, these days. This is quite mind-blowing if you think about that and then completely unsurprising on the other hand and and you do offer this i think it's called lyric display right the service for to help lyrics show up in search results as i understand that yeah so we for for example we license google's search so if you search for a lyric in the google search engine you'll see lyric results showing up uh, in a box at the top and that is licensed by us so that captures a lot of that that traffic and monetizes it again for, for songwriters, but also for other services that are out there and websites when they have lyrics integrated, there's a huge SEO benefit for that because there is such a high volume of, of content being, being searched for. And it drives a lot of traffic to those, to those sites and not just to display the lyrics, but then it, it feeds them into the rest of the service as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally. No, that's, that's, uh, that all does does make sense. And uh, speaking of uh, these um, 
or the in- integration or in- into the services and, and making it easy to uh, to see the lyrics while listening to the songs. It seems like you, I have a feeling, I don't know too much about that product yet, I'm going to ask you right now, but it feels like you, it's it's like a logical continuation of, of this direction and making lyrics closer to the fans. So uh, here I'm talking to the, gosh, what's it called? Lyric Merge? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Lyric, so, lyric merch. how does that look like, or going to? Because you, you just launched it, I think. Yeah, it's it's relatively new, but lyric merch is on-demand custom lyric merchandise. So you can essentially pick any line from any song and add that onto a T-shirt, a coffee mug, a phone case, a fleece blanket, uh, all sorts of different different products, and you can completely customize it. We also have a ton of pre-made designs that are in there as well that can be just purchased without having to go through the the design process yourself because a lot of people myself included have no artistic talent whatsoever so we can't be trusted with with that type of thing it's much better to uh, to trust our our designers who work on that but, but yeah that's a way that you know, we've constantly seen a lot of unlicensed activity happening Oh yeah, uh, with with lyric merchandise, you see it on Etsy, you see it on Redbubble, you see it on on Amazon even of people putting products up for sale that include lyrics that are not licensed. And we want to we want to legitimize that business. We want to get publishers and songwriters paid for that that use. So we we've gone and done licenses uh, with the publishers to allow these products to exist and to get them properly paid. So that's available at, at lyricmerch.com and you can order everything from there and see what's available. But currently just shipping to the U.S. and Canada, obviously rights management is a core part of that. So yeah. that, that comes into play. But uh, we should be expanding our supported territories over 2019 and getting more products available as well. So it's been been very well received. Very so cool. Far. Yeah, I'm linking to it as well, of course. And I think the education of Everyone is important, not just the regular folks, you know, going to a uh, to store, ordering something online and, and just liking a, a line from, from a lyric and not even thinking about the fact that it needs a license and not questioning if the right license was obtained or not. And we can really blame them, I think. On the other side, I think musicians don't always understand that when they display the, the lyrics from their own songs, and just use them in different contexts. It's, of course, good for marketing in some cases, but overall, they are supposed to be paid for particular uses of their lyrics. It, I, I think that it's very important to continue educating people in the industry, specifically songwriters, about that as well. Maybe Yeah, we, there's, um, cer- yeah. there's certainly issues with you know, when a song is not written by the artist where there's... a uh, a difference in who owns the rights yeah. there and, and that can sometimes cause conflict yeah yeah no totally that's that's a good one of course this is something to also keep in mind when uh, there are multiple publishers and songwriters of course so yeah the, <laughs> this is uh, this is not the first uh, time like in the past several months we've had a couple episodes about licensing and uh, I always kind of think carefully about uh, the words I pick because it's so easy to confuse things uh, for me still, like after years of being in the industry. You're, <laughs> you're, you're in a uh, very interesting spot here and uh, once again doing something very important. 
And、uh, yeah, do you have any recommendation to songwriters listening to us? I have to ask you because still, while we've got some industry people listening to 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 this conversation,、uh, most of the listeners are independent songwriters, and、uh, I feel and I see that.、Uh, Uh, the power of lyrics is underutilized in so many cases.、So、lyrics are not used for marketing, for promotion. They're not distributed, so it's not easy to find、uh, lyrics of、uh, of a song by an independent artist who just、uh, didn't care to put it up anywhere online themselves. Maybe you've seen any particularly cool marketing case studies anytime recently, or can just give a general advice to indie songwriters. Well, I mean, some of the key things that people don't realize is that there's a lot of ancillary revenue that can be generated by having your lyrics available. Whether that is things like lyric merch that is fairly direct, but also exposure to additional playlists.、Uh, you know, when people are actively making decisions about playlists on platforms based on whether or not the lyrics are are available, that has a big influence. Being able to identify and discover. Songs. And if you think about the classic Alexa use case of Alexa, play me the song with the line of this. If your content is not available through there, your fans who heard your song as an independent artist, your enemy is obscurity.、Right? If somebody hears your song randomly on the street, they're not going to know who it is, but they may remember a line from it. They may have part of that that is stuck in their head, and they need to be able to identify that. And the way that it gets identified is through Lyrics. So whether that's through a voice search on Alexa or other platforms, or if it's through searching online, just on Google or other search engines, people are searching by the lyrics to discover more obscure and more unknown artists. And it's such a key component because it's often the only way that somebody can identify a song. So as a small independent artist, you may not see a ton of direct. Revenue from lyric licensing—it's so key to the discovery process that I would you know, absolutely encourage everybody to get the content in there, get the license in there, capture some of the revenue from it, and be discoverable. And there are lots of easy ways to do that, whether that's talking to us directly or working through one of our licensing aggregators. So it's just something that should not be overlooked and put off for later because. Of that discovery process. That's a great point. That's something that is more interesting to a lot of artists out there than、uh, than the small potential royalties, even for, of course, it's of、uh, interest as well. So that, that that's a good one. And the the algorithms of these different platforms get smarter and smarter. So I, I imagine I can easily imagine how a song by an unknown artist may be recommended. Uh, for an automatically generated playlist or of, of any sort, just by because of the lyrics contain something about、um, I don't know a breakup and it's a breakup kind of playlist or whatever. So there is a, a lot of、um, there is a potential in different platforms and algorithms using lyrics to、uh, match content. So、yeah. anyway, the, this is great advice. I hope that we helping、uh, some of the. Uh, listeners of ours to familiarize themselves with、uh, with the process and and、uh, and of course there is more to learn on、uh, the Lyric Find website. For just a brief simple question here for those artists who already put their lyrics up on their websites and in description of 
YouTube videos, for example, on social media. Do you have anything against that? Uh, like when the hundred percent of the rights, of course, is is owned by the songwriter doing that? Oh, of course not. Yeah, we have we have absolutely nothing against that. We encourage that. We think it, it's great for the user. It's great for for the artist. The two are not mutually exclusive. We think that artists should put their lyrics up there, assuming that they've cleared all the, all the rights on all the platforms that they use. Apple asks for lyrics, and artists should submit the the lyrics to Apple with their with their music. Take those same lyrics, and Apple uses the same formatting guidelines that we use. So it's really like cross-platform compatibility. So submit them to Apple and submit them to us so that they do reach all the different platforms that are out there and are exposed everywhere. And we highly, highly encourage artists to to put their lyrics everywhere. Good, good, good to know. Well, uh, one question, maybe one of the final questions I had to you was was probably a silly one. Do Do you have any interesting insights on the lyrics uh, literally, like, have you? I've seen some interesting blog posts on um, on the lyric find websites, and uh, there is a, a lot of interesting research is done analyzing lyrics of the popular songs. Maybe top forty doesn't matter. Any interesting trends that you could share with us? You know, there, there's not there's not anything that comes to my mind right now. I think our, our content team or our marketing team would probably have a better answer for that. And I would since they they stare at the lyrics all, all day, every day. But you know, it, there's always been an interesting spread of quality of lyrics. And there's always been an interesting debate about how much do the lyrics of a song matter. And you have you have songs that are just repeat the same thing over and over again and are the most banal, boring, like uninteresting lyrics that you could ever imagine. But then you have uh, songs that really have deep meaning to them that have a lot of thought behind it. And, you know, obviously I'm much more a fan of the ones that have, have deep meaning and thought. One of the, the most popular Canadian artists of all time is uh, the Tragically Hip. And if you look at their songs, they're all about stories of Canadian history and culture and, and that and you don't always necessarily realize it at the beginning. And, but when you get deeper and deeper into the song and, and learn about it and what it means and what it's about, it's a really amazing experience and it just makes you love that song even more. So I, I think that whenever possible, artists should try to have deeper meaning and more involved lyrics to create that connection with their fans. Yeah. And sometimes like boring lyrics can still sound great, but why not have both? No, I, I can agree more. I'm all for uh, meaningful lyrics and to me, uh, even if it's some is great it sounds great but the lyrics are dull it's kind of deal breaker but it's not necessarily the same for everyone of course but i fully agree with you actually i I, there is one more related question here what do you think about uh, the importance of uh, of the value of translating lyrics because there is this interesting phenomena i'm very well aware of that because i'm not a native english speaker and uh you know, originally now maybe there isn't really a difference, but you know, a popular song or well-known song in English may not resonate with me as much as a song in Russian because uh, this is my native language. 
And uh, there is a lot of that these days with uh, with different territories uh, uh, booming, but you know they originally don't speak uh, the language. The sounds promoted to them being in. Have you seen anything interesting, any interesting developments in the area of uh, lyric translation? Oh, absolutely, and it's actually it's a big point for us for 2019. We have launched trans programs internally and externally to translate lyrics, and we will be providing those to our clients starting in 2019, very soon. So you'll start to see some uh, some impl- implementations of that in the very near future, and we think it's super important to connect the world's music to everybody else and not just translating English songs to other languages, but translating other languages to English. I think when you look at the North American music market, it is a little bit insular from a language perspective and it drives global popular music. And I think if you can create a world where English speakers can understand the meaning behind songs. Even you look at things like Despacito or Gangnam Style or things like that that were international hits. Most people in North America have no idea what they were about. Yeah. And you know, it really allows the world to connect and explore each other's cultures on a much, much deeper level and create those deeper connections with the fans and the music. It's very, very important. Awesome. Well, on that note, any other uh, plans for Lurk Find for 2018 you can reveal? I think you're going to see a lot more uh, data from us in all different uh, respects. We've got a few, a few interesting new products that will be coming out over the, next, over the next three to six months for really cool lyric-driven data that can help, help services be much more efficient. We're looking at ways to help music sim- supervisors and sync placements and playlisting. And that I don't want to get into too much detail about sure. it, but uh, we have some really cool things planned to release within the next six months. Excellent. Looking forward to that. We'll be keeping an eye on uh, the news announcements at Lurk Find, at the Lurk Find website. And um, uh, to anyone listening, just uh, yeah, check it out uh, in the show notes. Uh, I guess it's uh, a wise idea to follow Lurk Find on social media as well. Just something that's. Uh, may directly be affecting uh, your music career, guys, in the uh, very near future, if not already. So, uh, Daryl, in the meantime, uh, thank you so much for your time. I know how busy you are. So thanks for for finding the time to share these cool uh, thoughts and insights with us. Oh, thank you again for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. This is it. I hope you enjoyed the conversation with Daryl. And uh, remember to check out uh, the links to the Lyric Find uh, and the social media handles if you want to provide feedback and uh, tag uh, me at MetaAndrew and uh, Daryl uh, and all Lyric Find on Twitter, for example. Um, so it's at datatmusic.com. As usual, you can also go to musicgrowthtalks.com to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so yet. Uh, always appreciate your feedback, so please keep it coming. Uh, it's cool that uh, some of you regularly provide uh, thoughts about the show and be it an email, SoundCloud, comments and Instagram comments or tweet, it's always really appreciated. Um, yeah, so if you have any any uh, thoughts or uh, preferences for the future shows, uh, do let me know as well. We've got a lot of interviews scheduled for the next couple of months, so lots of interesting uh, uh, conversations coming up. 
on Music Grove Talks, but yeah, definitely let me know if you want a particular um, a theme to be uh, to be covered on this podcast. Thank you, and till next time. You've been listening to Music Growth Talks with Andrew Apanov. Find more episodes and subscribe at musicgrowthtalks.com.